0: Love Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Margaret Ann Limbo, and I'm here with you today, in this moment in your life, to connect with and contemplate love, gratitude, and forgiveness. You know, forgiveness is a really big issue for a lot of people. Yes, for sure, because that means that. Many people, and for me for quite a while, I used to think that that was accepting that whatever I perceived that was done to me was okay. And then I realized it's accepting that that person, place, or situation was providing me an opportunity to grow, to have a life experience, something to learn from to gauge my future on. And it, it doesn't always have to be a negative scenario. In the future, we observe and recognize that we participated. You know, so often we think people are doing things to us. And more often than not, we're equally as participatory. Eh, sometimes more than others. <laughs> and I'm still working my way around that thought because we do create our our own reality, you know. So, I enjoy being happy, and I enjoy being, you know, filled with laughter, having a great time, even at work. You know, the other day we were working uh, over at the Crystal Garden. We were providing our Christmas in July special, and we're packing boxes, and we're laughing so much. And, I felt like that good, fun energy was jumping into the box so that when they opened the box, not only did they get really awesome stuff, but they also somehow felt the energy of joy, happiness, camaraderie, people that work together. So, you know, I was really tired of having resentments and grudges. And still sometimes things come up and I realize, oh, let me take a look at that. I didn't realize that was still an issue. We sometimes don't realize that we're holding a grudge, that we're holding a resentment, that we have that somehow stored within us. And I thought that was amazing the other day when somebody said, oh, do you follow so-and-so on Facebook? And I said, Oh yeah, I'm friends, but I, I you know, I unfollowed because when I see such and such, you know, I'm not gonna get into personal details, it, it nudges me, it still bothers me, it still pushes a button. So I decided instead of subjecting myself to that, I would step away. But in that moment I realized, oh Margaret, you have to do some work around that. If that's still bothering you, that is something that you don't want to keep stored in my in you know, in your energetic field. I'm saying this to myself. You, you don't want this, like, resentment somehow, you know, fuming in my liver or somehow in my cells. I don't want that energy. That's anger is not good. Having resentment is not good. And, you know, the pono has been part of my life on and off over the years. And lately it's come up a lot for various scenarios because you can use it for pretty much anything and everything. And so – that's something I've been using. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Ponopono Pono is something you can do for yourself. Ho'oponopono is a practice that is based on a Hawaiian practice that you can Google it. Please do. I'm I'm not an expert on ho'oponopono by any stretch of the imagination as far as the history and the foundation of it, so you can read about it. Please do. Google H-O apostrophe O-P-O-N-O-P-O-N-O. Ho, O-Pono-Pono. Anyway, so the part of it that was, you know, well-known to me over the years has more to do with that there was this gentleman who was part, um, went to, work at a a correctional facility. He was a psychologist. And he would study the chart of the inmate and realize, well, first of all, he couldn't go really meet them face-on because it was that dangerous, okay? So he figured, let me take a look at their files and see what I could do here. And then he realized if he looked into himself to see how he potentially participated in or created the person's illness, if he improved himself, then the patient would be improved. So, you know, I thought this is, initially I thought, how is that even possible? If you work on yourself, how does that work? You know, how does that work in relation to healing another person? Well, I had heard about this many, many moons ago with ancestral and familial karma, Whereas we work on ourselves, we heal ourselves, we, we, we deal with issues and resentments, we let go of and forgive instead of holding on to it like a dog with the bone, we let it go. And really, authentically, not just say we'll let it go, you know. Um, and that in that doing that, that that would have an effect of healing All of your family line that have come before you, even though they're long gone from this earthly plane, on a physical level, energetically, we're healing our family karma. And then there's archetypal type studies, and there's been all kinds of work done over the years with this concept, this reality of healing yourself first, having forgiveness, gratitude, and love. And so this particular gentleman that was at this correctional facility, he would do or say the ho'oponopono over and over and over again as he looked at the files. He worked on himself, but while he was looking at the files, he worked on himself. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. So I have really... Enjoyed this practice lately. It's really taken over my consciousness. And what's interesting is I find that I'm in the midst of recapitulation. So years ago, when I was reading the Carlos Castaneda series of books, um, some of you may be familiar with that. And the teachings of Don Juan are based on Toltec teachings, and he was pretty radical in my perception of reality. At the time that I read it, it's been many, many moons. Probably in the 90s, 80s, I read the series of the Don Juan series. But one of the practices that really hit me was to do what's called recapitulation. Now, there's a much more dramatic way of going about this in the teachings of Don Juan and Carlos Castaneda. But the way I've gone about it over the years, and I'm sort of doing this now, I guess I am, I shouldn't say sort of, I am, is allowing myself to contemplate the past, you know? Not delve into it, not dredge up old stuff, but more like bringing it to the awareness of, oh, that's right. For some reason, I really made that person angry or that person perceived me in a certain way, that I didn't perceive myself, and it made them not like me anymore, it made them not want to be around me anymore, or vice versa. I might have done that where I observed a behavior of someone, and I thought, oh, yeah, I can't do this. I can't stay connected with this person as a, a close friend, as a colleague, maybe there was something unethical that I was perceiving, whatever it was. Bottom line is, is when we go back and recapitulate, think back and we. Re- visit all the people, places, and situations that have created angst, anger, worry, um, hurt. And instead of rehashing that vibration is bring that that person to your mind. Say, I'm going to make up a name that has nothing to do, I don't even know a Betty, so I'll say Betty. Bring Betty to my mind And then instead of trying to forgive Betty, per se, I'd work on myself in relation to Betty. And so I would say to myself, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. You know, blame is a lot easier than taking responsibility, right? It's a lot easier to blame somebody else. So, you know, I'm sorry is profound to yourself. I've I've even started practicing. I'm sorry, please forgive me to my physical body for times that I maybe didn't eat the way I should have or could have, you know, making some choices there that maybe weren't for the highest good for my long-term health and well-being. So even loving my organs this way, excuse me, is powerful. So the first step is I'm sorry, that's repentance, that you realize you are responsible for everything. Then you create your own reality. Even if it seems like how is that physically possible? My goodness, mama mia, how did I create this reality? Our thoughts, our belief systems, uh, whatever we're worried about or focused on is, you know, coming together and becoming current reality. So when we look at ourselves and say, why is this happening to me, then we need to say that to ourselves, really. What, what thought forms, what belief systems, what did I hold in my consciousness so instead of judging, because there's no judgment necessary in this, that's the opposite of what we're trying to achieve here. Instead, just, just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know. Forgive me, I knew not what I did at that time, and now it's, I. Uh, please forgive me. And so you're asking yourself for forgiveness. And this, I, like I said, you can even do this in relation to someone else, but you're really working on yourself. So step one, I'm sorry. Two, please forgive me. Three is gratitude. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you. You know this think, thank you, gratitude, and I love you. those you know, which is step four, I love, I love you, makes me think of the teachings and the work of the scientific research of Masaru Emoto, a Japanese. Japanese um research scientist i think is what he's categorized as and he is already on the other side he's left the planet but while he was here he had the revelation and the realization that if you that water liquid everything 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 holds a vibration and that what we say to ourselves to water what we think what we're you know emanating is affecting it. So what he did is he practiced this. He taught this through water, and he froze water part water that had different sayings said to them. So let's say he froze "I love you." He froze water that had "Thank you." He froze water that canceled this thought. "You make me sick." But, you know he and, he and he looked at these and he and the, the scientific research. Well, it's very easy. You're taking a picture of this. It's not very easy, but you're taking a picture of this beautiful snowflake. Well, it's beautiful when you say thank you and I love you. When you say something like you make me sick or you're stupid, cancel clear. You're not stupid. You're not, you know, make me sick. You are beautiful. But if you took a picture of the water that had that installed within it, it didn't form well. It looked distorted. Sometimes it would look like an oil slick So it's just show that everything is energy. You know, I learned this as a little girl, but in a different way, totally different. And I didn't realize the connection until more recent years. But when I was little, my mother told me, talk to the plants, (laughs) you know, encourage them to grow, visualize what they're going to look like when they're blooming, you know, as they are as you know, grown and with their little feet in the ground. And so that's, similar. That's the same concept, the same idea, you know, the water, we're water. If we say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Over and over and over again to ourselves in relation to different life issues, our body is made up of so much water, so much fluid, that we have no choice but to shift and transform. And Life issues also shift and transform. You know, one way you can also use this is let's say you have to have a difficult conversation with someone. You're not looking forward to it, but it's necessary. It's the right thing to do. It's the grown-up thing to do. So you could start contemplating that person and yourself and do the pono. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you over and over and over again. And watch how your life transforms. Well, that's it for today. I could probably talk about this a lot longer, but this is good enough to get started. So I encourage you, please, for the wealth, health, happiness, and wonderfulness of our planet. Let's do some ho. All (laughs) right. May your days be filled with blessings and love. And may the angels light your path. Thanks so much for listening.